Billy Buttery, and this is Food is Culture, a podcast. Welcome to my very first episode. I'm here, you're here, and I'm so glad you're joining me for my chat today. Today's guest, Joy Gonzalez, is a true Renaissance man. Well-versed in food, politics, and fine art, he is well-traveled and passionate about many things. Born and raised in Guyana, the youngest of five brothers, he speaks of Guyana with such vivid recall that I was transported to the warm climate where you can almost smell the delicious spices in the air. Warning, this episode will leave you hungry and craving warm weather fruit. Pickled mango, yes please. Gooseberries, double serving, thanks. I've had a few Guyanese friends over the course of my life and learning more about Guyana has given me more insight into why the people I've had the absolute treasure of meeting are so warm and welcoming. Guyana is a true multicultural country gathering many cultures, religions, and ethnicities, which ties into the Guyanese flagship stew, Pepper Pot, which comes up a couple times in today's episode. We will also touch upon Troy's professional passion, which is helping people transition from one career to another and from speaking with him, you can understand why he does so well. I hope our chat will encourage you to add a little extra spice to your next meal. And maybe, like me, you'll attempt pepper pot. Enjoy. Hello, Troy. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. So how would you describe your cultural background? So uh, I'm Guyanese. I was born in Guyana, South America. Uh, my father is uh, black and my mom is Indian. Um, within my dad's background itself, he has, uh, some other mixes of like native South American Mm -hmm. along with some Portuguese in there. So I'm a bit of a mixed bag, a child of the new world. And so what would I consider myself? Uh, but I'm Canadian. Like I moved here when I was nine years old Mm -hmm. and, uh, 10, nine, nine. Yeah. With my brothers, I'm the youngest of five boys and I adapted pretty quickly to the Canadian culture you know everyone's awkward at nine doesn't matter so when I slipped into school it was it was just it is what it was like uh, I grew up with uh, Canadian people learned the culture really well but I always had this other side of Guyanese side preserved by my mom Mm -hmm. and her cooking amazing yeah I'm so excited to talk about that so do you speak Guyanese well Guyanese is is pretty much like broken English it's like a it's like a Papua Okay. per se it's like good Americans talk um can i speak it no it's it's completely out of like my vernacular right now i can't even i can hear it i can understand it really well mm-hmm. but i cannot bring myself to actually <laughs> speak it the way okay so you think in english what is your first memory of food i guess it would be in guyana that is such a good question um my first memory of food okay so my mom kind of when she cooked it was very um, intentional in that on certain days of the week, there would be certain things. So, for example, on Fridays, it, you know, they would, we wouldn't cook any meat. And so it would be a lot of Indian dishes um, that are meatless, uh, dal and rice and certain curries and all that. On Saturdays, I always remembered, um, we call it bacon saltfish. And so it's this like puff um, pastry type of thing with uh, codfish seasoned really nicely. Um, And you would eat it together like a a little sandwich. Mm -hmm. And then on Sundays, typically my mom always cooked some sort of soup. Mm -hmm. So my my first memories of food was certainly around those like three core days where you would have those meals because they were so regimented. And then throughout the week, you would have all sorts of different other things. Yeah. Amazing. So is Guyana 
is it is there a predominant religion? So yeah, Guyana is a bit of a mixed bag in terms of a country. There are um, there it's mainly made up of Black and Indian people, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of uh, indigenous uh, people within the country. Um, there's a lot of Chinese diaspora. There is uh, even some Scottish mm-hmm. as well uh, that migrated back in like the 18th century. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag in terms of religion itself. It's a mix between, you know, mostly Hindu and Christians mm-hmm. and then the indigenous beliefs as well. I was actually reflecting on this a few weeks ago and Guyana is actually the only nation on earth ever to have, uh, an atheist president a Hindu president, hmm. a Muslim president, a Christian president, and a Jewish president. That is amazing. All within a span of 30 years. That so is just, so interesting. Yeah, it goes to show you like the diversity. The diversity and multiculturalism. Yeah. Why I brought it up was it's a very um, Christian Catholic ideal to not eat meat on Fridays. Oh, interesting. So yeah. 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 So my mom picked it up. Just from like some Christian friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm guessing your mom sort of taught you um, about food and traditions through food. It was your mom as a teacher. Yeah. So, you know, my mom taught, I spent a lot of time in like the kitchen and around with my mom as she was cooking. I remember, you know, specifically I would do certain tasks. Like, so whenever my mom would make uh, a dish called dal puri, Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a roti filled with split pea that's mm-hmm. grounded up. And so you would have to have like a big tub of split pea and you put it through this grinder and it comes out, you know, very grounded. Mm-hmm. And so I would usually be the one to grind up the split pea. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'd fight to do it. I'd love doing it because I don't know, it was just like a fun activity. And so I, w- I, I, I was taught about food. Yeah, definitely through just like observing my mom cook. Mm-hmm. Um, can I, can I cook very well? Not so much, but I, I have a good taste. Like I have mm-hmm. a wide palate, <laughs> which is important. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so you moved here when you were nine. So do you remember being a kid? What was your first like Canadian Toronto food that you remember? Donuts. I remember I threw up on eating <laughs> Tim Hortons donuts within the first four days of me being here. I overdosed on sprinkled donuts and I can never look at sprinkled donuts the same way again. I literally had too much and I threw up. <laughs> what was your favorite? Do you have like one of those days? Was that your favorite? You're like, okay, I'm so excited for Saturday. I'm so excited for Sunday for the, for the soup. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's also a really good question. So, you know, there would be different foods actually cooked at different times of the year as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about the day of the week. And so one of my favorite meals ever that I actually still have to wait until Christmas for, even to this day, oh. is a dish called pepper pot. Okay. And it's like a Guyanese like staple. And it's derived from uh, the indigenous people in Guyana. Mm-hmm. We call them Amerindian. Okay. Um, and it's derived from them. And it's made from... The core ingredient for pepper pot is a is a extract from the cassava root called kasrip, okay. and that is used in um, stewing um, a mixture of like beef 
brown sugar, garlic, thyme, mm-hmm. cloves. You know, you can put goat, you can put mutton in it, and you stew it for like three hours, and then you would continue stewing it over the preceding days. And mm-hmm. um, it's the sweet, savory, spicy deliciousness that you would uh-huh. literally eat with just like fresh plat bread. Mm. Like it's Sounds yeah, and amazing. and so that's only made oh so good, and that's yeah. only made at Christmas time in in Guyana because of the time and the ingredients. Uh, no, it's actually more. I think it's just tradition. I think and the you know, it's, that's yeah. it, it. It kind of it tastes as rich as like the holiday was perceived to be in a way. Like a, mm-hmm. it's just like this special thing you would do then. Yeah. yeah, and and to this day, my mom doesn't make pepper pot at any time. Anytime. Well, I mean, I think that that's special. You know, there's some things that, especially as kids, we love, but it would not lose its luster if we had it every day. But there is some things that are meals that are nice to keep them a little bit holy. (laughs) And so that definitely one of my like favorite meals. And then like a classic favorite meal would be like bacon saltfish. Mm-hmm. Um, typically you would have that for breakfast. I remember having it for breakfast on like a Saturday usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still like love that to this day. Um, yeah, and really delicious. Like, and can you ha- get oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. anywhere or did like your mom, you have to like go to your mom's house and you're like, okay, listen, this is what I want. My mom cooks it. Yes. My mom <laughs> is very much still active <laughs> on the cooking scene. <laughs> um, yeah, she was, she would cook it. Not every Saturday, obviously. I don't get the opportunity necessarily to go there every Saturday, but um, yeah, she knows what. Uh, what's on what's on the menu when you're going to visit? When growing up, did you guys celebrate sort of like Canadian holidays or just Guyanese holidays, just the high holidays? Uh, a little bit of both. Like when we moved here, it would definitely be be both. Um, in Guyana, you celebrate Muslim holidays as well, and you celebrate Hindu holidays as well. That's so um, cool. Christian holidays are less like because there aren't too, like there are Christians, but not as mm-hmm. much. Obviously, Christmas is really big. Mm-hmm. Um, Easter too. Easter is big, mm-hmm. uh, but you know you'd have things like Diwali and like Pagwa and all these Muslim holidays mm-hmm. that you would always celebrate. I remember the the neighbor um, that lived close to us. Uh, they were Muslim, and one of my first, oddly enough, I remember this like pretty distinctly, the neighbor, um, because they were Muslim, they were, I think it was Eid, and they sacrificed a cow. Oh, wow. And we looked onto their yard where they were doing it, and so mm-hmm. I saw a cow being sacrificed, and a few hours later, we had some fresh beef. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm fresh. Yeah, yeah. farm to table, as they say. Farm to table, <laughs> the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In Guyana, what would you say is the staple carb? Like, is it lentils? I guess. Uh, it's it's definitely a lot of rice, mm-hmm. um, but also uh, roti plays a big part in that, mm-hmm. and then um, there are. It's more starch, but carb as well. A lot of root vegetables like cassava, plantain, you know, breadfruit, sweet potato. Um, edo is another one that is um, cooked a lot. So, yeah, it's 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 a wide variety, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just 
again, reflecting the diversity of the country. And that you guys celebrate so many of the religious holidays. Yeah. So the, I have to say like, you know, everyone kind of like buys into everyone's holiday. Like no one's celebrated alone. Like if you're a Christian, you're also celebrating Hindu holidays. And if you're Hindu, you're celebrating Christian holidays and Muslim holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting that way. I love that. That's so utopian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it comes with the struggles as well. It's not, it, you know, it's not a utopian society necessarily. Mm-hmm. There are, there are some struggles, but mm-hmm. uh, overall, I think they're highly tolerant people and, um, you know, have learned to embrace truly embrace diversity over time. Yeah. Wow. Um, so speaking of staples, is there a preserved meat that is like typical in Guyana? Yeah. So there are, so Guyana has a a Portuguese population, Mm -hmm. um, and the Portuguese, the Guyanese Portuguese are known to make uh, garlic pork, Mm. Um, basically it's like a, it's like pickled pork, mm-hmm. uh, again, made around Christmas time. Uh, and that's like the closest thing that I can think of when it comes to preserved meat, obviously, because it lasts for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like sour and savory, but really delicious. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really good. And it, again, it would be made, you know, months before, let's say Christmas, Mm-hmm. Um, but had around that time of around that time of year. Yeah, that's the closest thing. And then there's different va- variations of like um, fish that's preserved and salted and dry, like dried. Uh, mm-hmm. That's used in various like dishes, like metamji. Um, metamji is like a it's like an African dish mm-hmm. uh, made of all these like root vegetables. And also um, codfish as well. And it's all soaked and boiled and preserved in like coconut milk. Mm. So it's very rich and delicious. Yeah. Sounds delicious. So we, we talked a couple about it, a couple different stews and curries. Um, would you say there's one, if you were going to explain Guyana to someone through food, is there like a stew or a curry that you're like, okay, this is, this is what it is? Yeah. So I think Pepper Pot actually does that quite well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's although it's uh, Amerindian or native indigenous um, in origin, uh, every culture, Indian, Black, you know, Scottish, Chinese, they all have their different versions of pepper pot within Guyana. Mm-hmm. And so it has been adopted by everyone else and made into its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although it does exist around the Caribbean, Guyanese pepper pot is obviously the best because uh, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, I think pepper pot kind of really encapsulates the the overall country. And then you have dishes like uh, cook up. Cook up is actually really good. Um, cook up is like more African in origin, where it's like um, rice and beans with either beef or chicken uh onions and all like pressure cooked with coconut milk Mm. um and then in an hour and a half two hours you have this like delicious rice dish that's highly like flavorful very rich Mm -hmm. um but yeah between like pepper pot and like cook up i think and then the, the the curries 
have their their place as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And would you say yeah. that it's a traditional dessert or you know after dinner sweet? Yeah. So there are a couple that I remember from my childhood, and it's uh, one's called Salara, and Salara is a it's a kind of like a bread, but within the bread is a, a sweet coconut um, filling, mm-hmm. so to speak, which is like baked in, but it's like very mm-hmm. sweet and it's really delicious. Okay. And then there's another one called pine tart and it's a tart mm-hmm. stuffed with like a, um, a pineapple kind of jam mm-hmm. that's like baked mm-hmm. also very delicious. Mm-hmm. And then, then like on the Indian culture side, you have things called, there's this one dish uh, called para P E R A. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, it's usually made around like Indian high holidays, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like sugar with like condensed milk and flour. Oh, <laughs> it's like just very and like, just and it's made into this like, yeah, yeah. It's made into this little ball that is buried within something else that's sweet called parasad. And mm-hmm. parasad is um, floury, doughy, like cookie dough type of of uh, dessert that people eat again around like. Uh, Indian high holidays, mm-hmm. um, also very like rich and sweet. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a few. Uh, and then yeah, there's there's so much actually you can go through. So good. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on just desserts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you were nine when you left. So you obviously have childhood memories when you were out and about with your mom, with your brothers, what would be sort of like a street side snack? Mm, Good question. Uh, I loved, I loved sugar cane juice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, like if there's one thing that I loved was sugar cane juice and it's like made fresh from the sugar cane. Mm -hmm. Um, They grind it through those grinders and then all the juice just comes out and it's like the most delicious, I think. Nectar, really. Drink you can ever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, I don't know. And funny enough, or yeah, it's like sugar cane. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. I think it's juice. They call it. It's all natural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I would say funny enough, like around the time that, you know, like when I was like eight or nine, like going out, uh, you know, <laughs> KFC had just opened up for the first time in Guyana. <laughs> and so like when you're out and about, mm-hmm. you know, restaurants like KFC were actually your out and about food. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really good. It was delicious because it was made from like local like chicken that mm-hmm. were pretty like farm raised and like very fresh. And uh, I also like coconut, like the jelly within the coconut and you sprinkle like some sugar on the jelly. Okay. That's also really delicious. Um, snow cones. Mm. We have that here now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking more like market food. It's like yeah. I, you know, go to like the market with my, yeah. Yeah. Well, and around, yeah. Like around just when you start having a little bit of pocket money and you're like, okay, what am I going to buy today at the market? What am I going to treat myself to? 
Yeah. So, oh yeah. So at school, uh, we would t- typically have um, these like little stands. People come with their little stands outside of school, mm-hmm. and we would either buy things like uh, there was this fruit called gooseberry, and it would be like pickled gooseberries Mm. and gooseberries are these little round little berries as big as let's say a blueberry Mm -hmm. but they're green and they're very very sour but very delicious when like pickled Mm -hmm. um and mango and they would sell also mango um pickled mangoes with like salt and pepper um yeah really delicious and it would mostly be green mangoes yeah, that they would sell. And then there's also um, a little Indian dish called palauri that was very popular. Mm-hmm. And palauri, again, is made from, like, sweet pea. Oh, or not sweet pea. Um, uh, split peas, like yellow peas, mm-hmm. grounded up and fried with a whole bunch of, like, seasonings, Indian seasonings. And then it would come out into this little doughy ball that you would dip in um, what they call sour and it's like a mango chutney. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you dip that. And they would sell it in these little bags outside of the schools. Uh, yeah. Salara was good. Sounds so yeah. good. Yeah. Much different than yeah. There's so much dog stands outside of our schools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, for sure. The one thing I missed, that's for sure. <laughs> when you first moved here, what would your mom pack you for lunch as a kid? I couldn't take Guyanese food because I probably need a microwave, but um, I was, I had a lot of KD mm-hmm. <laughs> and bologna sandwiches, <laughs> like slang, like typical, like, you know, Canadian food. And it took, it took a while for me to get used to it. I, I wouldn't eat it very much actually. Now to like, now that I'm thinking about it, like I wouldn't, um, although good, like I, I like eventually I, I didn't eat it as much. Because I was so tied to Guyanese food. Mm. Well, and just coming, I'm sure, from all those different flavors and delicious, rich textures to go to um, <laughs> Maloney, Oscar Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good, though. It's, uh, it's changed for it. Yeah. Um, so in Guyana, is there, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm assuming it's not a dry country. Like there's alcohol. It's tropical. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's lots of alcohol in Guyana for sure. Guyana actually produces some of the best rum in the world. El Dorado. Mm. Yeah, so it's actually, it's ranked as some of the best rum in the world. So, uh, and it's all, it's made from obviously all the sugar cane that's there and, you know, um, and also some really good beer. Banks beer is really good. Mm. Uh, Guyanese beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need beer with all that stew and everything. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and fried fish. Uh, beer and fried fish. Delicious combo. Right. <laughs> um, we, we've already talked about so many recipes, but do you have a recipe that you'd like to share? Uh, a recipe? Hmm. Mm. I would think, you know, if anyone wants to really experiment but taste Guyana Mm -hmm. in a meal um, that they try to cook pepper pot and it's fairly simple the Uh only difficult part is getting the main ingredient which is called cassereep okay and you can get it from like a 
West Indian supermarket or what have you. Um, but it's fairly simple in that you put in, you know, beef or mutton along with like cinnamon, brown sugar, garlic, thyme, a certain type of pepper that they have in Guyana called ruri pepper, pepper, uh, cloves to taste if that's your thing. Uh, and then you put the cash rip in there and you basically make it come add water as well. And then it comes to a boil boils for about three hours and you have it literally with some fresh bread um, and you just dunk it in like all the sauce and it's, it's magic. Oh, it's really, magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but I, you know, if, if you're looking for like specific measurements of each um, ingredient I just mentioned, uh, I'd probably have to ask my mom. <laughs> well, I'm sure she wouldn't want to share a family recipe such as that. Yeah, it's true. But if yeah. you can bend her arm, maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe I'll attempt it this Christmas. Sure. Absolutely. You should. Um, what would, do you have a memory of maybe being at a friend's house, like an early, I guess an early childhood memory after coming to Canada um, and being at someone else's house and having dinner? Oh man. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <That's> not bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. I was just like, you know, I grew up, I grew up in Batherson Steels. Mm-hmm. And so it was a predominantly like European neighborhood, um, mm-hmm. Eastern European neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my good friends, uh, Mike, he was actually like Canadian, Canadian. And uh, yeah, I remember one time, you know, invited, not invited over for dinner, but rather we were just like hanging out all day, ended up at his place, you know, after like soccer and like basketball Mm-hmm. And his mom, like, served us, like, some, you know, chicken and potatoes, which were, yeah, it was good. It was good. It just, yeah, it was it just wasn't as flavorful. And I remember that. And I was like, huh, this is so interesting. That was, like, one of my first, first meals uh, at someone else's place. And I, I, I noticed the flavors or the lack of, but yeah. it was still delicious and still kind for for her to do that obviously um but you yeah i was very sensitive to all of that stuff still at that age mm-hmm. that's so interesting i yeah. mean being you know a white kid i when i grew up and i went to other people's houses i was like oh my god this is such a treat this is delicious restaurant <laughs> quality flavor garlic onions the whole <laughs> world. almost like you know a little bit of pepper is controversial <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's so fun okay what um so let's dive into you and move away from food from a little bit so hey. what work are you just so passionate about right now what gets you out of bed in the morning yeah so for me um i'm i'm a fairly purpose-driven individual and i've had the pleasure of helping people um, find their own purpose and find, you know, you know, the thing that they want to do in life. And currently I support individuals, professionals to transition in and out of different careers that they don't find fulfilling, or they're just in a career transition to no fault of their own. Um, and I provide them with, you know, resume building, simulated interviews, LinkedIn enhancement. I, I, pretty much brand people um, according to their skills, experience, passions, the qualities that they have, the values that they 
uh, are attracted to um, and try to put them in a place where they are feel they feel fulfilled in, in what they're doing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that kind of gets me out of bed for sure. I'm a, I love engaging with people. And I love speaking with people. I love learning about them. I have a pretty deep well in terms of what I can take on because, you know, the line of work that I do, mm-hmm. uh, you hear a lot about a lot, <laughs> not yeah. just work. So you kind of have to hold space for those people in, in whatever way you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that that gets me gets me out of bed. And I also just love right now I work for myself. So that's also exciting and it's new and it's different and um, but it's highly fulfilling and very purpose-driven work that I do. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love how, um, you know, sometimes when I see your work and what you're doing with um, simulated interviews, I just, it's so, I don't want, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but it seems so crisp and in a way clinical, but really great because you're getting the information that out to people that need it in a very clean, um, impactful way. But knowing you yeah. as a person and knowing your just fantastic, whimsical, gorgeous art collection and your beautiful statues and paintings and your recent affinity for, you know, beautiful flowers, beautiful exotic flowers. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, um, our environment shapes us for sure. Um, and I try to surround myself in a very inspiring environment because it helps me to create inspiring work and that work is attached to people. And so, um, it's important for me to surround myself in a, in an, an inspiring environment because it directly translates into the quality of work that I produce. If I didn't have the environment that I'm in with beautiful flowers and paintings and what have you, and by the way, like all the stuff I get from garage sales and estate sales, but that could be a whole other podcast. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't produce, you know, quality work Um, or it would, you know, it would, it would be different. Yeah. Simulated interviews is a fun project to, to work on more than a project. Now it's a company mm-hmm. and yeah, it serves people at the right time in this type of environment, giving That's them cool. a, like, I feel what they need. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Do you want to share your social media handle so people can get at you? Yeah, for sure. So I'm at the urbanist T H E E underscore urbanist. Uh, on Instagram, and uh, you can find my website, simulatedinterviews.com, uh, um, where, you know, you can book a simulated interview to get interview feedback before your actual interview. Um, mm-hmm. Or otherwise, hit me up on LinkedIn, Troy Gonzalez. And last name is G-O-N-S-A-L-V-E-S. First name, Troy. Amazing. Okay, so I want to wrap it up with a little bit of fun. Okay. Are you ready? Rapid fire questions. Yes. Let me get my (sighs) (laughs) Uh, water or land. Land. Sand or grass. Grass. Apple or orange. Orange. Pineapple or coconut. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) Coke. Coke. Sun or moon. 
It's a tough one. I appreciate them both. I can't, I can't choose. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I've asked guests to do this and they've picked either or, um, can you describe either your personality or your physical appearance with food? That's a good question. Uh, I want to say, and I go back to this dish probably, you know, right throughout. And I think, you know, out of all the dishes that we talked about today, the one that describes me the best is definitely pepper pot because it's such a mix of everything. And I'm a mix of a lot of different races and cultures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different blood running through my veins uh, from all different cultures. And in um, pepper pot is, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet, savory, and spicy. A little bit d- dark. <laughs> <laughs> meaty yeah love it <laughs> very delicious <laughs> <laughs> and best to join at christmas that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much Troy. i've had so much fun i feel like i've learned so much and i'm so yeah. excited to attempt pepper pot i will attempt it you should yeah or or like my mom always cooked lots of it so i don't mind bringing you over a little dish uh, um, with some fresh bread and you can have it up on christmas morning as well oh my god i would love that but you know that what i would do is i would dissect every bite and say okay this is how much garlic i think is in there this is how much time <laughs> <laughs> i love it i'd have to fight my family off i'm sure they'd try and sneak some bites okay well i'm so excited having you on today and thank you so much for taking the time to share some stories and educate me a little bit on everything guyana it was just wonderful yeah it was amazing thank you for having me billy that i think your podcast is amazing i think it's such a great idea and what you're doing is really special and i'm sure a lot of people will find it to be as enriching um, as the idea itself. Amazing. Have a great night.